Welcome to the Daily Naked Pair Podcast, brought to you by Rocco Blue, the first ever brand focused on supporting parents with special needs children. Naked Parent Nation is a group of parents with special needs children who are willing to get vulnerable, strip it all down, and take a look at ourselves, our parenting, our family, and our plans to create a life beyond our wildest dreams. Hello and welcome to the Naked Parent Podcast. My name's Chad Ratliff. I'm your host, and I want to thank you for taking a chunk out of your busy day to spend this time with us. I don't take your decision to do this lightly. As a single father of five kids within six years of age and two with special needs, I know how precious your time is, and I want you to know that I'm focused on making sure that you made the right decision by being with us today. So I would like to introduce you to a parent of four children, three young adults and three of whom are on the spectrum. All of the spectrum children behave and function differently and all have had struggles in school and with getting the diagnosis they need. Fortunately, she is married to her best friend of over 20 years and is a stay at home mom. Welcome to the show, Shauna. Hello. Thank you for being with us today. Can you tell us a little bit about the ages of your spectrum children? My son is 24. Uh, my 21 year old daughter, but she's not on the spectrum. And then I have a 19 year old daughter and a 17 year old daughter. Okay. And when did you know that they were on the spectrum? Uh, my son pretty early on had a lot of peculiarities, I guess you would say. Okay. He had a lot of what they tried saying, like OCD and different quirks, I guess you'd say. They weren't quick to diagnose spectrum children, especially back then, without the ADHD factor, which he did not have. Okay. Schooling was very hard and very triggering for him. Is he considered high, higher functioning? Um, he's considered high functioning as far as he does have a job. Um, he essentially lives on his own. He doesn't have like a driver's license. Um, he struggles with that. But unless you like really talk to him, you wouldn't quite get that there's not quite a normalcy there. Sounds like you have a furry friend in the background. That's my daughter's support dog, and she's supposed to be getting home from school soon, and she knows it. Oh, she's that's... getting excited. How cool. That's awesome. And then how about your other children? When did you think that they might be on the spectrum? Uh, my 19-year-old was pretty typical little girl until about eight and then we started noticing a lot of anxiety issues a lot of separation issues school became more of a challenge not academically but just getting there leaving the house leaving an environment she was comfortable in they tried a lot of different diagnoses with her they tried ODD 
ADD with aggression, mood disorder, all things that we now know are very typical of girls with autism. Okay. She did graduate, but we did have to do a homeschool program because the day-to-day school just was not working. She had too many truancies. It was too hard to get the anxiety under control. Um, It was hard to find a medication balance for her. She's still technically waiting on a formal diagnosis, even though they've been saying for the last couple of years that, yeah, it's definitely on the spectrum. But with COVID and getting her to Seattle's the closest testing center for um, kids to us, and that's like two hours away, and then COVID shut down all the in-person things. Yeah, it's been a tricky couple of years. And then your last child on the spectrum? My youngest, she is mostly nonverbal. She's the more obvious, I guess you would say, because she is nonverbal. She has a lot of learning disabilities. She was diagnosed selective mute with anxiety when she was about five. But again, without that ADHD factor, Children's Hospital in Portland said that only kids with ADHD and severe acting out have autism. Again, we now know that's not true. Mm -hmm. Um, And she has had her diagnosis for a little while now officially. She doesn't do the typical school. Uh, Academically, it was hard. And with her anxieties and her severe, I don't even think shyness is a word, um, it was hard to find a program that would work for her. And it was hard without a diagnosis other than severe learning disabilities, selective mutism, severe anxiety. They could do some things, but then they couldn't do other things. So even though she had the IEPs, she would still have teachers get in her face and be like, you need to say it. You need to speak. You need to tell me what's going on. Then we'd have a week where she wouldn't go to school because she was intimidated by all the teachers. Of course. Brutal. So four kids is a lot of activity at home for typical four child family. How'd you do it? It wasn't without struggles. (laughs) I mean, has it gotten any easier or or is it just as chaotic as it was 10 years ago? I would say having the diagnosis and understanding the diagnosis has helped. It's easier to walk into a store and especially when you see that my children are very tall. My shortest daughter is almost 5'8". Wow. So when you see these children who you assume should be adults, even given that they are teenagers, um, but then you see them melt down in a store or get very demanding in your face. I need to leave. I want to go home. I want to go home. I want to go home. Hmm. People don't understand that that's not them being bad. That's not them being, you know, a horrible person to their parent. They're trying to express their anxieties. And so now that I can say, sorry, she's on the spectrum, we got to go, you know, whatever, it's, it, I find it more comforting as a parent. I see. 
I would have looked at a parent back then and gone, oh my goodness, that child's a brat. You know, then having my own, it's like, okay, I understand. Not all children are brats. Not all children are the same, you know, mold. And even my three, they each have their own reactions and interactions. I'd like to think that we're evolving as a population. I'm not sure if I can, that's true or not. I mean, I have to imagine that you're a patient person. Is that, is that true or is that just an incorrect assumption? No, I think you have to have patience. And even that, that frustrates even my 19-year-old. She's like, why are you, you know, letting this child do this? Why don't you do this? And it's like, it's not that easy. And you just have to sometimes step back. When they were younger, yeah, I would have been quick to be like, okay, time out, you know, and then as right. they got, as each thing became more apparent, you learn how to work to diffuse a situation or to avoid a reaction. And I think right. that's something that a lot of parents just jump to the typical, oh, they need a timeout. Oh, they need a spanking. Oh, they need this or that. And they don't take into account what the child's really trying to say. I and think that's I think an my, point. Yeah, my youngest definitely taught me that the most because the more upset she gets or the more stressed about a situation she gets, the less verbal. So even being nonverbal, she could still give me clues that something was going on. But as the anxiety builds, even that goes away to where it's just her laying her head on me and, you know, kind of pounding her head on me. And it's like, okay, something's upset, but how do I figure out what this is? Hmm. And so just taking that minute and just holding your child, even if they're 17 and bigger than you, you still you just hold them and try and figure out, okay, how do we get through this? You sound like a caring and patient mom they're lucky to have you is the 19 year old your uh, typical whatever that means daughter no what's the age of the child 20. that 21 and how does she interact or not interact with the other her siblings not well a lot of times i think she feels left out because the demands of the others sometimes overshadows things she may have needed as a child. She had her daily needs met, you know, clothes, food, but she may not have gotten as much one-on-one -on -one time. Have you ever heard of a, a camp called Joni and Friends? No. I went there one time by, it was a camp where you, the whole family goes, but it's for the typical like the typical siblings get most of the attention and there's things for all of the special needs children, but it's like really about giving the typical siblings lots of attention. And it was a really cool concept. When I went, I was sort of surprised. I didn't know something like that existed. So it was pretty cool. What's a difficult day look like in your family? What's like the worst day that you can remember? Oh, goodness. A lot of crying, a lot of screaming, a lot of foot stomping. That would be a good day because then at least you know they were reacting uh -huh. or interacting, I should say. 
the days that worry you most are when they get quiet. Oh, it's very common, especially for my son and, and my 19-year-old to have just stayed in their rooms. And I, I want to press parents that that's probably the days they need you to reach out to them more. I wish I had understood that more when they were younger. Mm -hmm. Being silent doesn't always mean they're happy or they're okay. That's a great point. Can you think of any aha moments that you've had on your parenting journey up until this point? I think the biggest thing for me would be to embrace who they are and embrace the little eccentricities that they have. My son is, is extremely gifted. He's very good with computers and games and writing. My 19-year-old has one of the most beautiful singing voices, even though she's very shy and would never sing in front of people. Wow. She one of the most beautiful voices that I've ever heard. And my 17-year-old, she may be nonverbal, but she sang in a play to do an audition, and she can hear something and just catch it like that. Amazing. And she has the most giving heart. She will just sit down. People like, they'll say, don't go near that dog. It's really aggressive. And she'll sit down, and they'll come to her. Wow. And... It's just like, just embrace what, what you see in them. Don't try and make them be something you want them to be. Yeah, that's something I have to remind myself regularly. So how about you? How do you, how do you take care of you? What do you do for your personal self-care or do you? <laughs> it was really hard to, when they were younger to try and find things outside of them. I tried to incorporate them in things that I did like. We're very big with... Like I said, animals, we always had um, chickens and ducks and gardens and, and outside things. With my son, I always would take the time to sit down and play Mario parties and, you know, <laughs> awesome. the things that he liked. I don't know. I, I find now that they're older, it's kind of hard to find things that I really enjoy because I enjoy doing things with them so much. I don't Aww. have this meat. Oh, that's sweet. Uh, so a favorite quote is, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Does that mean your faith is um, kind of a strong foundation for you? Very paramount. Without it, I, I don't know where I'd be. We were always, still are, we, we, again, COVID shut a lot of that down, but we've always made sure to be involved um, if the church that we were going to at the time didn't have a youth group, then my husband and I stepped up and we became youth leaders. Our kids went to camps every year. Even my youngest, when she you know, was nonverbal and, and too scared, well, then I became the counselor of her cabin. Tried very hard to instill our beliefs in them. That's great. I mean, I teared up during that process and it's not because the show promotes a, a specific religious viewpoint but i just spiritual connection is something that i i wish so much for all parents especially but especially parents with special needs children because i know how important it's been for me to get through times that almost seem like i, I won't be able to make it so um, i'm glad that you have that Definitely. I think without it, 
I could almost categorically say my husband and I wouldn't have made it. Mm -hmm. And most don't. It's very challenging, especially my older two are from my first marriage. And without that faith and without that structure, I don't know that my husband would have just openly accepted because it's a burden, you know. So he's a a pretty special guy. (laughs) I, I like to think so. Yeah. Well, I have somebody, I mean, I was kind of left homeless with 100% custody of my five kids. And the girl that took us in, you know, she's just, there's, there's no words I can, you know, put to describe her. I know how it is watching non-biological adults step up in those situations. And I just think highly of those people because I, I know how important it was for me. So... What is there something that you can that you believe to be true that most parents disagree with? I think the biggest thing that I come across, I don't want to word this wrong and I don't want to offend people by it because if it is their belief, that's that's fine. But I disagree with it wholeheartedly is autistic children or children with special needs can't learn discipline. Okay, And that doesn't mean. I don't mean discipline in the fact of, you know, oh, you got to spank every child or, you know, I don't even know that I agree with that. But I see a lot of parents who will argue with me about giving my children boundaries or, you know, structure. And it's like, oh, well, they can't help this or that, you know, and it's like they can help it. They may not be able to help it in the moment. But when the moments pass, they will understand why you took this away or why you put them in their room. You know, like my 19-year-old, when she was seven or eight and she first started really showing signs, she would go into blind rages. And she wouldn't even always be aware that she was just breaking things, throwing things, scratching herself, you know, biting herself. She would realize after the fact, but not during the rages. And so we would have to just say, okay, if you're going to do this, you need to stay in your room. If there's something you want to break or tear up, then it has to be yours. Because, you know, we don't want our stuff broken. And so many people would come at that negatively. Well, she doesn't understand. Well, she may not understand, but when she comes out of it, she's going to realize, okay, I shouldn't have done that. And she did. She always had remorse and she always felt bad but making it to where it's only things in your room, if not lessened the amount, it lessened the intensity because there was nobody in the room feeding off of it. There's only her things to find to destroy. And being left by herself gave her that time to de-escalate. Just because you can't run and just, oh, you know, like if a child grabs something hot, you just grab You know, when they're little, you grab their hand and you tap and say, no, no, that's not right. Yeah, you may not be able to do that to an autistic child, but you can still give them boundaries. And you can still teach them that if we're going to do this, this is the place to do that. And that's why the show got its name, because we want to talk about the real issues. I know that one of my children, I had lockouts on the outside of his door because he'll tear the whole house down. And somebody found out about that. And next thing you know, I had child welfare services at my door 
investigating and had to go get a prescription from the doctor, my doc, kid's doctor stayed, you know, and on and on. These are tricky topics and I'm glad that we can talk about some of them here. So thank you for sharing that. Just to get to know a little bit more about your perspective, we do a lightning round, which is just a few questions where you give a one word to one sentence answer. Are you up for it? Sure. What's the best advice you have received? Love them unconditionally. Share a personal habit that contributes to your success. Step back and take a breath. Do you have a top resource or recommendation to share with other parents? Communication with them, communication with your spouse, communication with their doctors. What's the next thing on your list that you want to add for your individual well-being? We're actually going through the process to become foster parents to help other children out there. Aw, wow. What's one thing you think would improve your life if you did it or had it? Just about everything I could want with my family and my faith. And That's great. And then just kind of in conclusion, from something that we've talked about or something else that's on your heart, is there anything you'd like to share with the parents out there in Naked Parent Nation that are listening to the show? I think the biggest thing is always fight for your children and know that even though you may feel like you're the only one in the race, there's a lot of us out there. And reaching out when you feel alone or you feel overwhelmed is a good, healthy thing. And don't ever think that your questions or your comments or your feelings are invalid. Feel like we're not enough for our children at times. And that's just not true. That's great. And Shauna, I want to thank you so much for taking the time to be on the show. I know you've had a, a wild day and I really do appreciate you taking the time and I hope you'll stay a friend of the shows and we can maybe connect down the road and, and share progress with regards to our families. Definitely. And I wish you a wonderful day to you and all your family members, furry and not so furry. You too. All right. Take care. Bye. Have a good day. This concludes our show for today, and I'd like to personally thank you for spending the time with us on a topic near and dear to our hearts. If you'd like to be part of the Naked Parent Nation and help us reach those parents that are struggling and overwhelmed, there's no better way to help than by subscribing, rating, and reviewing the show on iTunes. iTunes highlights the shows based on these metrics, and the more the show gets highlighted, the more opportunities people will have to be introduced to the show where they can hear that message of hope or that tip that can change everything. So follow the link in our show notes and we hope to have you back here tomorrow where we'll do it again. From the team here at the Naked Parent Podcast, we wish you the life you've always dreamed of and then some. So long. So long.